Welcome back to Hour 3 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. So we've been talking about the GOP debate, which I think there's a lot to take away from this. By the way, if you guys don't be shy, call in. I see you all watching on social media. Call in if you want to have a comment about anything we're talking about. We'd like to hear from you. Yeah, even if you disagree with some, I, I would love to have somebody that disagrees with me call in. I I don't mind. I don't I don't mind. You know, as one show I hear, it's like naysayers go straight to the front of the line. Yeah, yeah. Like like we're waiting for that link to see about Trump and the Constitution. Right. We yeah. Want to hear about it? Yeah, I'd like to hear about that. So uh, do not be afraid to call in. I promise I will be nice to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this GOP debate, there was Ramaswamy in which he was just calling them out on stuff, really, really uh, calling them out on embarrassing stuff that they don't want to talk about. But that's the stuff we need to talk about. We need to talk about the jab. We need to talk about the gulags. We need These are important things. You know, there are people that are rotting in the gulags and have been there for, year, uh, for years now and have not got due process. Shouldn't that be like a top issue? I would think so. I'm actually rather disappointed in the reason why Trump has not brought that up and said, hey, from day one, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, pardon every single one of these people. They're all going to be released from these gulags. But, you know, they are terrified of Donald Trump. Absolutely terrified because with good reason. Yeah, with unlike these other people that you're seeing on this on this stage, which are all none of them are going to be nominated. They are they are to a certain extent part of the deep state. You know, like Nikki Haley, she's involved in these government contracts. If you think about it, that is, you know, I, I remember when I, I I worked for the federal government for a little while, <clears throat> doing something and. They ran a background check on me, and a very, very thorough background check. And if they and if they find anything to where you might have something in her background that shows that you have ties to one person or another, or that somebody might be able to blackmail you or control you in some way, uh, they want to know about this. But these people, they you know, like Nikki Haley, she has these military, the making money off these military contracts. But didn't you find it amazing that when he even brought up the word deep state, how you could hear? pin drop in there oh yeah it got quiet like the audience was quiet the, everybody everybody was quiet like did he did he really say deep state did right he really he, say he really said it he did he really said but it it was funny how he told uh Haley that she was more fascist than the the biden regime <laughs> like, well, we, he doesn't mean any words oh no, no, no. i love vivek yeah but one thing that I found rather interesting is that after he went after Nikki Haley, Krispy uh, Kreme, Christy, he comes I out. I think that name is so funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I just, I, every time I hear it. You look at him and I you just know. think Krispy Kreme. It's like, you know. You almost want one. Did you yeah. make that up or is that something that they, they're saying? I think somebody might have mentioned a variation of that at one time and I just ran with it because okay, I love it. Because I'm like, I hadn't heard that. But yeah. every time I see him now, I'm like, you're a 
You're a big donut. Well, you know, and another oh. funny thing is he was talking about Donald. This was really funny. He was talking about Donald Trump's fitness <laughs> to serve. And it's like, dude, you are the last per- person that needs to be talking about fitness of any kind. He was leaning on the He was leaning the on the podium. Well, he could barely get up to the podium. I mean, he's, he's enormous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you saw it. You could see it from from the video on the yeah. camera. I mean, the guy's enormous. He must weigh four hundred pounds. Take I mean, the moat out of your eye, brother. Yeah, he's yeah. Mm-hmm. So, on so he is not one to talk about fitness. Mm-hmm. No. Fitness is something a topic he should stay away from. Mm-hmm. No. So anyway, so Vivek calls out uh, uh, Nikki Haley. And she has this look on her face, like deer in the headlights, like, oh, my God. And she's, like, hanging her head. It's like, oh, I can't believe he's exposing me on this stuff. It's really embarrassing. And so then Krispy Kreme comes out to defend her, like, oh, the poor helpless woman here. She needs me to protect her. And so I've got the little clip from that, and that's, that's really good. So here we go. We're going to play that one. Let me, uh... She looked humiliated when he did that. Oh, she looked terrible. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, you've just doubled down on it. Now I feel even worse. Okay, so here we go. Okay, I'm going to play this. This is really good. This was on CNN. You do this at every debate. I'll just, I'll you exactly say, no, 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 don't interrupt me. I didn't do. interrupt you. Okay? You tell say this. You, you do this, at, you do this at every money. debate. You go out on the stump and you say something. All of us see it on video. We confront you on the debate stage. You say you didn't say it, and then you back away. And I want to say exactly what, no, what I said, Chris. I'm not I'm done yet. Well, this now is. Now look. This is, and, now this is and look at Nikki Haley standing there like, oh, oh no. And the finger. The finger wag. Yeah, the finger wagging. Debate that you would be voted. Look at her. She looks completely humiliated. Not just blow hard in America. We're now 25 minutes into this debate, and he has insulted Nikki Haley's basic intelligence. Not her look position. At her. Look at her. Her basic intelligence. She doesn't know regions. She wouldn't be able to find something on a map that his three-year-old could find. Look. And she needs a man to, to protect issues, her. That's fine. And Nikki and I disagree on that. you find one. But I'll tell you this. Yeah. I've known her for 12 years, which is longer than he's even started to vote in a Republican primary. <laughs> And he laughs. We disagree about some yeah. issues, and we disagree about who should be president of the United States. What we don't disagree on is this is a smart, accomplished woman, and you should stop insulting so her. So I'm going to take this. Look at her. I was like, I know. The look on her face tells everything. I would have slapped him. Please yeah. don't. Please don't. I do think. Right there. First of all, Chris Christie also doesn't know what provinces in eastern Ukraine he actually <laughs> wants to fight for. Back to the subject. Was closing a bridge from New Jersey to New York. Yeah. So do everybody a favor. Just walk yeah. yourself off that stage. Enjoy a nice meal. Yeah. And enjoy a nice meal. <laughs> <laughs> several sharp clashes tonight here to talk about it. CNN News Tonight anchor Abby Phillips. You know, put- yeah, that was CNN that played that. That yeah. is too funny. And uh, the cameraman was so cruel, he had to zero in on her face. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. That was terrible. He was oh. cruel. Yeah. You know, though, he he does make a point, and that was one thing I did appreciate, if we're saying anything kind about uh, Chris Christie, was the fact that he was pointing out every time they went on these little rants, you didn't answer the question. And I was like, yeah, what was the question? Like, I had to go back to the question because I was like, they're on these selling points. And I was like, is it a yes or a no? Was what was the question? But it was like a reminder of like you know of like yeah where when are you gonna just start just just stop 
BSing. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, what it comes down to, Tomei, is that these people have memorized a bunch of talking That's right. Points. I know. Okay. You can tell. They're, they're not necessarily speaking from the heart or speaking how they feel no. about anything. They have been coached. Yep. They have memorized talking points. And almost everything they are saying is based on a talking point that they have memorized. Or even and, uh, or even like an exact point. Like you can yeah. tell, like, you know, it's an exact verbatim of like, once the question is over, they don't know how to even answer so if they, anything if ask, else. If they ask you a question that you weren't coached on, they don't know how to answer. They just go blind like, <laughs> oh, my God, now what? You know, but yeah. Well, you would think that Nikki Haley would have been ready for an attack from Vivek because he went after her about the military contract thing the yeah. last time around, but she had nothing ready to go. I, you know, if, if, if I knew if I was her and I knew that that was coming and you she had to know it was coming. OK. Because Vivek, he's going to just keep, he's just going to be hanging out the dirty laundry to dry every single debate, every, time. every chance he gets. That's what he's doing. And, and you would think that she would have had something ready to go. Like, don't you know if they had some really good dirt on Vivek that they would be exposing it? But they haven't. Well, because he hasn't dirtied his hands in politics. I think the guy's pretty squeaky clean. They call him misogynist now, too, because he said something about her three-inch heels or five-inch heels. Yeah, Dick Cheney with heels. Yeah. He's a misogynist. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, it's like, um, uh, I just think of all, like, you know, these songs, you know, song, you know, with, like, certain words, like, you know, Taylor Swift, why you gotta be so mean? You know, it's like, it's like, sing a song about it, you know, and go, and go, go, because... It doesn't matter. It's just funny because they think that when they're attacking um, by tearing them down, it's like it's going to win them brownie points. But all that does is just like, I mean, it just shows how pathetic they are. And you're like, do I want them to be a leader? They can't even hold their composure they don't even want they don't want facts though they don't want their facts to come out they they want you to sugarcoat everything the whole debate was supposed to be sugarcoated here comes little vivek with his facts you know (laughs) screaming out (laughs) and he is little he's cute and adorable they absolutely hate him yes oh my goodness yeah and his wife i mean coming down i thought that was pretty that was pretty impressive you know and then also talking about the health care you know like you know going back to the sick care where, um, you know, they were in it and what was being exposed during that time. And that says a lot, too, because, you know, you're you're just bringing in more information. It's not the same old, same old that you have that are groomed to take over, you know, that have been told what to say for years and years and years. And mm-hmm. you just do what you do until you get into the office. And um, we see that very clearly with DeSantis, you know, how quickly his, his stance has changed. Um, Which was a commentator that said... Uh, all three of you was that when he said you've all been licking his boots for the licking last his boots. Was, he goes, and now I will say which one of you stands by Trump and Vivek's the only one up there raising well, his yeah hand. I mean they're they're yeah. bashing Trump yet mm-hmm. Trump has at some point done something for all of them mm-hmm. and they were just sucking up to Trump for a longest time and now they're especially Christie you know and here's the thing yeah, he's so slimy you know they're the, the left is terrified that Trump is going to get elected, and I've been thinking a lot about this, like uh, where they're trying to take this statement and, and trying to say that Trump said he's going to be a dictator. And it's like, no, I played the clip for you. Uh, it was taken out of context. He was joking around, and he said, well, except for day one, but nothing he mentioned had anything to do with being a dictator. It had to do with justice and getting rid of these awful, terrible 
policies that Joe Biden has been doing that have been destroying our country, the open borders, that is going to end. Trump's saying day one, that's going to end. We're going to end this attack on on American energy. We're going to end the end this. We're going to end it. Absolutely. And I and I do believe that on day. Here's what I think Trump will do. Now, if you guys remember the the inauguration from when he was elected last time, how he just literally right there at the podium, right after taking the oath, he went after Obama. He went after him right there on the stage. Everybody's watching. He went after him. He went after the tyrannical policies. He went after all that stuff. I believe that Trump already has executive orders written up to end these Biden policies. He has executive orders written up to stop the illegal immigration. I mean, these people are literally cutting holes in the fence, and then Border Patrol is leaving the legal ports of entry and is coming in and escorting these lawbreakers and these invaders so that they can be released into the country. They're devoting all their resources to this. But I think, this is what I think Trump will do. And hold me to this. You see if I'm right. Because I believe he's going to get reelected. Right after he takes the oath of office, I believe right there at the podium, he's going to have executive orders ready to go, and he's going to sign them right there on the spot. That's what I would like to see. Yeah. I would like to see the border closed. I would like to see every single illegal immigrant that's came into this country during Biden. I would like to see them all rounded up, thrown out. A point needs to be made that you cannot violate our laws and and violate our border. You know, this is so funny. You know, this this whole thing with George Santos the other day in which the Republicans ousted him from Congress without him actually doing anything illegal while he was in Congress. And yet they ousted him. And we talk about uh, people breaking, you know, Democrats breaking laws all the time, violating their oath of office. The guy that, that set off the fire alarm, he, he, you know, well, they censured him. It what was, does that even mean? It, it, does was, that a, mean, it was a joke. <laughs> is that like a slap on the wrist? Like, so, well, shame on you. We're censuring you. They didn't throw him out. He actually violated the law and he actually interrupted an official proceeding. Isn't that the very charge that these so-called people from the insurrection are being held in the gulags for? And they've been held in the gulags for years without a trial. This guy isn't being held accountable. He, He did the exact same thing. He admitted he did it. And said, so what? Yeah, so what? Mm -hmm. But where was I going with this? But you have people... Breaking the law. These these illegal immigrants that are coming into the country. I've been watching some of the social media people that have been down there, doing the uh, with their phones. These people are laughing at us. Yeah, in the camera, they're they, waving. They were, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like ah, you're not going to do anything about this. You know, I, these smug people invading our country. You know, though, again, it, we we have to remember that, like for the for the masses, 
um, we, I mean, you saw the movie, uh, The Sound of Freedom, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we have to remember that there is, a, there is a lot of stuff that's happening where they are coming in. They're innocent, right? They're not, they're just, they're just like, Hey, the border is open and I see a better life and I'm coming. And, uh, because it's, it's a welcome sign to the, you know, the world they get in and then they call and they're like, Hey, it's I, open. I think that's how it started originally when there was actually babies and women coming across, but now they're all fighting age male. Not all coming. of them. I mean, oh, you're, I, you're talking, I, I would if you're say talking like 80%. 11, if you're like 11,000 people a day, mm-hmm. you look at the groups and not all of them, but I mean, it's it's a mix and that's a great cover, right? You can get in when you have just regular people mm-hmm. coming in. And so that's the, that's the hard thing is that we're having to be, we have a lot of this hate of like, again, where the, the, um, the different immigrants that are here. Um, under these circumstances, they're not here. They're they're more refugees, uh, and we're taking them on to not have this hate for them because it is a circumstance, but it's not directly their fault. It is our government's fault, mm-hmm. and we need to hold them accountable because if they were held accountable, that would nothing would have like that would have happened. I mean, we're not seeing it happen in Canada. We're not seeing it happen in other countries. As a matter of fact, I mean, I don't know if um. You've read about the travel lately, but I think starting next year, um, we're going to have to start applying for visas when we want to go to other countries. The Americans have been very spoiled to be able to go out of the country and be able to travel at will and just buy their ticket and not have to do due diligence. And, you know, why are you here? Where, why, where are you going? And no, we're, we're, we're seeing those. Well, see, I went to Mexico several years ago and they certainly questioned me as I was entering the country. But you didn't have to apply for a visa. No, I didn't have to. Mm-hmm. No, I had to have a passport. Right. So and they asked me a lot of questions when I was coming in. So they're going to start doing that. Mm-hmm. I guess Greece has put it, has made it a point to say like um, all the, the cruises and stuff, you know, we're, we're using up their resources. And so, they're they're going to cut down on how many cruise ships can come in. Alaska's doing the same thing, saying, "Hey, were you guys were, you're using up vital resources?" So, you know, I think even even just looking at what's going on with our country, people coming in, us being able to go out, um, we're being hit in all of these different directions, and it's all a form of control out by being out of control, and we're holding we're looking at the wrong thing instead of saying, "Hey, we're putting we're doing mad." Uh, crazy stuff in front of the politicians' homes, you know, really making it uncomfortable. We're kind of blaming the migrants. And I'm like, hey, if if you, if somebody was saying we're giving out, you know, $100 to everybody that's coming here, if we came down to the radio station here, you know, I mean, like how many people would come? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. hey, it's a, it's a free $100. So they're seeing an opportunity. Who can blame them? But because of that opportunity for them, it's also giving an opportunity for tons of others. But I mean, we, we're so in bed with the cartel mm-hmm. and we don't even have to have, you know, uh, people walking across the border. They have tunnel systems. So, I mean, you know, is closing the border really going to affect the drug trafficking? I mean, I, probably not. You know, I mean, we really have to start getting in the 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 idea that it is the Constitution that holds these these tyrants and our government in check not us it's the opposite and uh you know really standing on that so i want to talk a little bit about we talk we hear a lot of talk about these days about hate speech yeah it's it's become a big issue i i you know i i think to a certain extent i think a lot of People like people in the deep state that want to stoke the fires of division, mm-hmm. and all, I, I think, and to a certain extent, 
you know, kind of like when you start a campfire, you got to put a lot of some kindling in there, stuff that burns real easy, and you got to get it started so that you can put the big logs on so that they'll burn. I think people like uh, Soros and Klaus Schwab and deep state people that have a lot of money to put into this, I think they actually pay protesters to stoke the fires and start these sort of things and maybe even start some of this hate speech. You know, like you have this stuff right now with the anti-Semitism going on. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm a big proponent of free speech. I think that uh, you should be able to say you hate anybody that you want. You can say, I hate Jews. I hate black people. I can hate this person or that person. You can hate people all you want. That's part of free speech. But to threaten them with violence or bodily harm, that is a different thing altogether. That is a form of verbal assault. But the problem is, is you have these definitions of assault and things like that being twisted around. And they make, who's going to define what, an, what verbal assault is? Who de- defines what assault is? Who defines what hate speech is? Uh, I, I I read an article in which there were um, they were talking about enhanced sentences for people that did a crime, did violence against someone, where they have an enhancement if they also said something hateful about them. Do you think it's because it's methodical? Like it's like it's more it's more premeditative that they that they're enhancing the sentence because of that. Like, I mean, is it, is it like, is it like, okay, you've put actual thought into this and now Mm -hmm. it's been followed by action. So we're going to criminalize you or penalize you more because it was premeditated because it was premeditative, Mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, like even scripture says it's uh, like thou shall not murder. It never says thou shall not kill Uh because there's a difference. There's a difference in how we are going about it. So maybe if maybe there's something along those kinds of lines of, of, you know, it's if you're able to think about the hate that you are having for this person followed by the action, then that's what becomes the hate crime or the hate speech. Like if it's followed by the actionable offense. And who gets to actually define it? Like if, if the United Nations is getting involved in that, it could be anything, you know, and this is like worldwide, not just the United States. But we're heading towards a one world government system. I mean, he is Biden is pushing that and especially mm-hmm. with wanting to get rid of cash. And I mean. Again, we've seen this before. It's, you know, it's it's nothing new. So how do we navigate it? Um, you know, we're right there. I mean, even if we don't see it in this election, if we see if we, you know, Trump gets back in or, you know, we are able to steer it off or uh, starve it off for just a little bit. I don't think it's not going to come. You know, it's about being mindful and being prepared that like this is what's coming down the pike. And history's already shown that. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, with the hate speech, I think it's just another form of control. If you are so worried about being uh, politically correct and being, you know, that you're what you're saying is going to offend somebody, well, then you're actually not communicating. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what the baseline is for effective actions, things to get, you know, take hold? I mean, if you can break down the basis of communication between people, well, it's really e- easy to infiltrate. So, I mean, we're, we're breaking this down. We're causing, we're calling everything to be hate. We're feeling, we're having everybody feel attacked instead of going, you know, um, that has nothing to do with me. Like kind of, like I said earlier, where it's like, Hey, I don't, I don't agree with how you're, you're interacting with me. So you have a choice. 
we either continue or we don't like it's just that simple i don't have to attack you because you just always wear you always wear that hat and it's just awful it's so dirty and gringy and like i have to look at you while you're wearing that hat i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean like like you're not attacking them in a way that that we are pre- being programmed to actually attack we're seeing somebody as what they look like and all the stuff and seeing the flaws but i tell you what if you start seeing everything that they're put right in front of you to appreciate, like you start seeing, wow, like I have an actual insight for my life right now in this moment with this interaction with this person. Everything that we've been we've gone through, if it was a horrible childhood to a wonderful marriage, whatever it is, it's shaped us. And we have to give thanks for the fact that it is it is molding who we become. So in these moments it's like the of being bombarded with what to say and how to say it and what not to do and when to do it and not just letting us be you start getting them out of your house and out of your community right i I mean like a lot of the people in the community where i work you know a lot of them don't even have the news on anymore and you find that we're all we may have our own opinions but we're very like i see you i don't agree with you I don't like what you're doing, but I love you. It's it's a very different dynamic. Um, and so, you know, I feel like what they're constantly trying to do, it's like, okay, well, if we didn't get them with the jab and we didn't get them with the with the COVID and we didn't get them with the monkey pox and then we're probably going to get them with this other, the, the flu virus is really going to kill people. We're going to have another. Oh, well, the latest, the latest thing they're going to push is the influ- is the, um, the pneumonia sh- thing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. People supposedly in China are just dropping they're dead just- left and right from pneumonia they're dropping dead yeah and they're gonna they're gonna push that narrative and they've got to do something for the next upcoming election i guarantee you they will they will they've got to Mm -hmm. because they cannot let donald trump win you know again it just goes back to if you can change your state of mind you can go back to your communities and do this effectively you will cause change because positive change is contagious it's contagious i don't care who you're around because they don't want to feel what they're feeling. So if you can affect positive change within yourself, it will spread like wildfire. And I think that's why going back at the beginning with those Tony Robbins conferences, 11,000 people standing room only, like you don't get that when there's no effective results, mm-hmm. you know, and his stuff is backed scientifically. So even though it's an emotional process, you're seeing physical, tangible evidence, you know, that you can, you can back up with science and that, is what's going to change your your whatever it is you do with your life. But going back to the hate speech, you know, they're just giving you one more thing to have to put on your roster to try and like confuse you with. If you're already having to check a million emails plus all of your social medias, plus try to get the kids ready, plus try to, you know, be super mom or super dad or I don't know, all It's of overwhelming. Things. It's over yeah, they're yeah. Over, they're overwhelming our senses and nobody no wonder everybody's in fear and and stressed out. And I just look at it and I go, well, did any of these devices, did any of the stuff that you have in your home give you peace? And, you know, you start looking for it. Where Where is all this stuff? Is it stealing my peace or is it bringing me joy? Because the second that it's stealing my peace, it's out. It's gone. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, 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 and the more we get back to that mindset you know, we're going to find solutions. So with the, with the hate speech, I just, I, I hope that as we kind of keep navigating this, this is something that's going to kind of go by to the, by the wayside, but it's just another thing that we're going to have to just be mindful. If we can talk with people with 
empathy, really seeing them like, oh, you know, um, a good, a good, a good thing that you can practice is reflecting somebody's statement. Mm-hmm. So let's say they're like, you know, kind of well, like the I hear you thing. The I, I hear, hear you. that you said. Well, it's not even I hear you yeah. like, like, uh, um, going back to the vex, if, if she were to say like, um, Oh, I guess we're going on to commercial. <laughs> Finish your thought real quick. Well, basically, yeah. you know, if somebody were to, to kind of point out like, you know, you're angry with me because you think that I did wrong business dealings. You're, you're angry at the fact that you didn't make that kind of money doing those business dealings. Right. That would probably be a more factual statement than just saying you're wrong and you're this and that. Right. Like I've heard you and I don't agree with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. All right. So you're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. We got our final segment coming up. If you want to call in, 505-444-5059. Uh, more a little bit on the hate speech. More uh, FBI goon squad attacks. And <laughs> anyway, don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, hablamos espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers, enclosed trailers, and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service, and no appointment is ever needed. 
Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash Spoken Words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Final segment of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. <clears throat> if you're watching us live, the line to call in if you want to call in and join the conversation is 505-444-5059. So <clears throat> this argument on hate speech, I, I think we got to be careful here because we always go down these slippery slopes on things. And, you know, 
Who defines what the hate speech is? Who defines what misinformation is? Or disinformation? Twitter. (laughs) Well, not anymore. (laughs) But... Who 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 defines this? And you know, just like the thing where I'm talking about with YouTube, I mean, the WHO absolutely uh, will not allow. And somehow they've got their hooks into 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 YouTube, in which if you mention the jab, if you mention safe and effective, those are words that set them off. You will instantly be suspended from YouTube and if you do it enough you will be banned from YouTube. So how does it how how are the algorithms picking that up? Like are they are they AI voice sensors that are picking it That's up? That's what I'm thinking. Or is somebody actually like watching all of these live YouTubers and monitor mo- No one has that much time. It no, has to be an AI. I, I think there's an AI and I think it's like a it's like an A to D conversion where it, it converts what well it you you've seen like online where you're posting something and it gets translated into words mm. on the screen. Okay, that's happening on YouTube, it, and then the AI picks it up and it looks for keywords. So like if you say talk about COVID vaccination or if you talk about safe and effective, it automatically gets flagged. And I believe probably what happens at that point is I think some employee working in the censorship department at YouTube. Mm-hmm. says, oh, let me look at this. And they look at that, and they see what you said, and then, oh, well, this violates our community standards. You know, I read the community standards, and it doesn't say anything about not saying safe and effective. It doesn't say anything about speaking out against uh, vaccinations, which aren't vaccinations. It doesn't say anything specifically to that. And the thing is, is when they, when they suspend you, mm-hmm. you have no, absolutely no opportunity to speak out in your behalf and plead your case with them. No. You know, this is the way it is. You're suspended. Boom. You violated our community guidelines. You can't debate that. Well, how did I violate the community guidelines? I would love to debate them over mm-hmm. that. I would have so much fun debating them over that. And there's no opportunity to 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 have like a YouTube hearing. They're not going to give you an opportunity no. to do yeah. that. Absolutely no. not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> you've got these organizations like the WHO, the UN, in which they are developing these policies. And because of one reason or another, because there is money changing hands, people being threatened, it's like, oh, well, if you don't go along with this narrative, then we're going to cause you to lose your advertisers or whatever, kind of like the threat that they made to Elon Musk a couple of weeks ago where he just told them they could go, they could go F themselves. Mm-hmm. I can't say the word. Mm-hmm. They could go F themselves. And it's like where he's standing up, it's like, well, 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 well you know, it's like, well, what are you going to do when they take away your advertising? Well then, I guess uh, I guess X will go out of business. And like, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to scare me. I'm not going to live in fear, right? Yeah, but like it, we, we, we it goes about. back to being like again assertive, right? The second you know your identity and the second you know what it is that you stand for, nobody's going to change your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have doubt, if you have a, an inch of doubt, right? Like then. Th- that can be watered with all the other fear. Oh, they can smell your fear. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
So if you let them smell the fear, they'll control you. Right. It's kinda, if, if, you, if you tell them, yeah, go jump in the river, get out of here, who cares? Well, it's, it's kind of like something I learned a while back because I was taking some riding lessons from a friend of mine for horses, uh, riding horses. And, you know, horses can smell fear. Okay. And it's like, yep. this is a huge animal. It could hurt you bad if it wanted to. But they're not very smart. No, they're they're like so, dogs. They're yeah. they're they. I mean, they look at you and they're more afraid of you than mm. you should be of them. But, but even a dog can smell fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any animal, I think. Yeah. So you approach them, and you got to approach them with confidence that well, I'm not afraid of you. And if any, and if you, if you give them that idea that you're not afraid, then they're not going to get out of line and try to hurt you. No, because they're basing yeah. their fear off of your fear. like, yeah. and, and that's where, I mean, that's a perfect example of what we do when we're with each other. When we're in the state of mind that's fearful, right? We're like that horse. Mm-hmm. We will pick up and we will do things that are crazy and, and, uh, and self-sabotaging because we're, we're walking in that fear and we're hurting everybody else around us like that big old horse. Uh, horses are amazing. They can teach us so much. I mean, that's why they use them for therapy in so many regards, you know. Did you hear about the thing that uh, they tried to push through the other day in Los Angeles County in California? They're trying to Mm-mm. ban rodeos. <laughs> yeah, they are. Because? Well, because Animal abuse. It, it's abuse to horses. Oh, <laughs> oh you know what? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. No, let's let's just draw the the line there with the New York City and the horse drawn carriages that they have, and those horses that are in cement blocked. You know, I mean, they're just the same as the apartment complexes, but they they don't go out to the countryside. And no, their stables are cement buildings you know concrete buildings well what this is going to open the door now what it, it, people got out and they protested in mass over this thing and from what i heard this morning is that thing got a got a hold put on it, it it's it's currently it's currently not happening oh my gosh. but that's what they're trying to push through so you know if they manage to get this through kind of like the slippery slope slope argument which i believe in so many cases is totally true that if you let them take an inch they will take a mile yeah. if you let them ban rodeos because oh well this is abuse to horses which oh, a lot of ranchers will disagree with you that uh, these animals get treated really really well or even if not there's a way to have to raising agriculture that has culturally been accepted for a long time and it doesn't mean it's abuse it's you know i i mean shoot this is this has been a way of life for since before we even came to america mm-hmm. you know and um but i mean you know i never thought that they would pass you know having an abortion 28 days after birth right but i mean they did it so california yeah. is doing some pretty unprecedented things that i i really never thought would i would I, in my lifetime i would see and uh, so could it could it be could it be that they might push it through yeah, but I mean, I will tell you, like, we're going to start seeing these smaller states, you know, we're going to start seeing um, uh, Utah, um, New Mexico, Texas, like we're getting, we're already getting, I, I have clients that have been um, in influx from New York and California. I mean, it's kind of s- crappy because we're getting a lot of the, also the mindsets and the cultures from it. But I mean, they're going to be ma- making mass exodus. And I almost kind of see this, this. Midwest, like Southwest area, kind of almost like an ark. If you want to go back to biblical times, we're almost like the Noah's Ark. We are we have been holding and 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 preserving this this culture and this faith and and this. I, I think that we've been held for such a special time as this because you're seeing them come out in the droves. They can't handle it anymore. So I mean, you. you 
you do something like that where that's grounded in faith and values and a mindset that's teaching manners, responsibility to kids, you're going to take out a whole bunch of people that are growing the food, raising the animals for you to eat. Like, what's California going to do? They're already buying all of our electricity. They're already buying. They're not going to be able to sustain themselves. Well, I'll tell you what they're going to do. Uh, Newsom is actually taxing you if you lift the state. He still wants to tax you. How? How is that working? I don't know. What do you mean? Like how? Well, this it, I heard. I saw it on a, a newsreel somewhere that he was furious that a lot of people were just packing up and leaving because they couldn't afford it no more. They were taxing them to death, and he goes, "Well, we're still going to tax you." But I don't get it. If they were already how they could do that? Yeah. Well, I can't imagine. Is it, is, is it like? Well, how? how they claim residency is that is that how they're doing it? like they have to actually claim residency for their for their taxes is that what what he's getting well at? i assume if you leave the state your your the residency is no longer an issue because now you're a resident of this well, how, state how can you go after somebody that's now Left. living in another state i know how's you, he you getting, can't but he's, he's, if he's trying doing, he's tr- if he's trying he's to trying doing it, yeah. i'm like how is that even possible mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see something, how that's going. But like, again, the stuff that they're allowing or that's been, you know, initiated and passed. I mean, I'm just like, how did that even how is that even possible? How can you you can't explain to me and you can't explain your way out of this one. That's just a wrong. That's just a no. Yeah. And yet they're doing it. So I don't know. It's almost like uh, we're watching these um, uh what do you call it? apocalyptic movies like the Hunger Games and like the things that have come out over the I years. I watched the recent Hunger Games movie. It was Did, depressing. Oh well, you know how they have like an, I don't know yeah. which one it is, but the factions where they, they divide, they divide people, right? Yeah. So districts. Cali- yeah, the yeah. districts. So California mm-hmm. is going to be like that, the district, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and we're going to have, you know, 15 the- minute cities. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I went to, um, to Dallas, I mean, not to Dallas, to Texas and Frisco is like one of the fastest growing cities right now. Um, they said it's also one of the highest for human trafficking, like in the in the world right now, like or in the country or something like that. That's one of the one of the studies I was looking at. And I went down there and they are trying to do these little cities and they are so weird because it's like everything just right there. You have your restaurant, you have your housing, like you don't drive or anything and you can kind of see I don't know what they're what if it's a full city, but it's like these little communities that are kind of popping up. And I'm like oh my gosh, this is really weird. But they have the houses, you have enough little shopping. It's like a mini uptown or something like that. Well, even in New Mexico and the legislature, I think two years ago, they were talking about getting rid of single family houses and setting up all these apartments. So that's why you see all these apartments up and down 4th Street that used to be Route 66. And they're putting up all these apartments and and they're doing it like a Chicago style where the businesses are downstairs Mm -hmm. and then the, the apartments are upstairs. I don't mind it so much, but I think like they're really putting this emphasis on like you said the small business stuff where uh, or the the uh, 15 minute cities where I'm just like you know I I mean it's really going to start getting you're going to start seeing within the next 20 or 30 years where people are going to be even more isolated because if you're getting into these tech cars well they can only drive for so long and then you can't you have you can't go any further there's no gas. There's no bringing your own gas. There's no. You're just done. Mm-hmm. So you better not be thinking about a long road trip or better yet, pass going into Mexico or something. I think that's why they're they're pushing the, the electric cars and all that, so that it will trap you in the same spot and you can't get anywhere unless you walk or mm-hmm. use your bike. Or uh, it can implode, self implode, or you know, uh, it crash on accident. You know, I mean, like, oh, it was the car's fault. You know, it, it's like. Um, there's a lot of things that I think are going down that path as far as what they 
what they're wanting to push. But um, yeah, just kind of seeing how they're popping up. I'm I'm really nervous about them. They're they're kind of an interesting little. It, it just I just think of when the COVID first started and they had all of China on lockdown and they couldn't even leave their apartment for any reason. And they showed videos of them screaming out the windows and crying and everybody screaming at each other from apartment to apartment. And they were trapped in there. That's how I feel a 15-minute city will be like. Oh well, you know what's worse than that? As I saw an interesting article the other day, and I, I, I'm calling this, it, there, it's an article about pod living. Uh, I, oh and I call it pod people. Okay, so what this pod, is... Is it like the U-Haul? Not the U-Haul, the, the um, shipping containers? Is that like the no, those no, pods? No, no, no. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. Okay, Basically, what it is is it. They're talking about how expensive it is for rent nowadays. In San Francisco. Oh, I, okay. Oh, I. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, so what they do yeah. is people are putting these little pod spaces in their homes. So we're literally you've got like a little cubicle with a bed in it, <laughs> and you got stuff on the walls uh-huh. and stuff. You lit. You're literally living in like a space, like a dorm, like kind of, like yeah, like. Uh, like a bunk bed uh-huh. only that's your space that's it you know and and so it's what japan was doing right like you have it's almost like these futuristic uh, uh, like we have a bed but you, you really can't walk around and have like yeah, you can't walk around stand. no and it's they like, they have like a shared bathroom uh-huh. it's a little bit like a hostel only a lot more confined it, it reminds me of years ago i went on a trip to alaska and I like to go, when I go on trips, I don't like to do a lot of planning. So I went to Alaska, and I uh, wanted to see uh, Kodiak Island. Okay, so I went to Kodiak Island, managed to get there on, like, the ferry system. Went there, didn't, and I had, oh, no, it wasn't Kodiak. It was someplace else. And I was just traveling around. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I want to stop for the night. Okay. It's hard to find places to, uh, like, hotel rooms and stuff like that in Alaska. Really, really expensive. I mean, really expensive. And this was, like, several years ago, and we're talking a couple hundred bucks a night for a, a room the size of, like, a Motel 6. And But it's hard to find them. So it's like, oh, my God, I really can't afford that. You know, I didn't bring that much money to spend on this trip. Did you go, so, did, were you on a cruise and then, do, or you just... No, flew? I, I flew up there and then I got a rental car. Okay. So, um... I was with a friend that was very creative on finding things, and, and she says, hey, she somehow she did a search on the internet. She said, hey, what about this Chinese restaurant? I said, we're looking for a pl- place to, to sleep for the night, not, not, a, not a restaurant. No, no, they've got a room above the Chinese restaurant. And it's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Okay, let's check that out. So... We went there to this Chinese restaurant. By the way, they had really good Chinese food, so we had <laughs> dinner there, too. Um, and the room, so like you open the door and there's the bed. You literally had to walk in the door and jump on the bed. That was it. And then there was another door going into a really small little bathroom area. You literally had to jump off the bed into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That was like one of the most experiences, interesting experiences I've ever had traveling. Yeah. But. These pod spaces, they're like little cubicles. People set these things up in their homes, and it's like, well, there's your spot, and they stack them up like in bunk beds, too, and you have this like this little spot, and you can share a bathroom and stuff. So it's like, so that's even worse than a 15-minute city. Of course, that you might have pod spaces within a 15-minute city. There we go. Oh, my gosh. It makes me think of uh, almost like a morgue. You know, you, here's your bed. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's pretty like, frightening. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. You I know, can't imagine living so constricted like that just for your little pod with your I, little... I you can't know, either. You, you have no possessions of any kind because you Nothing. don't... Yeah. You share the kitchen. You share the bathroom. There's TVs there. You know, just... If, if you guys are watching on uh, online, I'll... Sh- Put up a little picture of it here so you can see what it looks like. There's your there's your pod space right there. That is so wild. Isn't that crazy? Well, you know, I mean, it does. It goes back to again. You know, I I think it, I'm just reminded of how America, how much we overconsume. I mean, we need so much. We need the newest, the newest. The uh, you know, we're we're complaining about our global warming stuff, and I'm like, well, you know, every time you get a new phone, some three to five year old little kid is mining lithium. Like that's a fact. Yeah, and uh, so you they're know, literally digging with their hands to get lithium in the Congo that's or right. other places yep. like yep. China. Little yep. kids, little, little kids, minor little children. Babies. Yep. And, yeah. And I'm just like, so that's a that's a reality. But yet you're so concerned about climate control. It it does it does make me think. You know, again, we have to be really mindful of of just how much we we do it's like it's me we consume the breath the air it's all of the stuff that you know we don't we really don't need a lot there is a there is a movie that came out that was based off of a book called tracks have you guys heard of it tracks tracks no yeah it's a it's a woman that was in the 1970s uh she documented her experience it was through uh uh the national geographic picked her up and she did a 2000 mile uh, stent through the desert from I don't know where the starting point was but it was to the ocean and um, and so it was just like a breakdown of her whole journey going through it and um, so one of the quotes that was in the in the in the uh, movie that I thought was just really beautiful it said life like any other journey is not about what you take with you but what you leave behind because by the end of it she had basically she didn't have a lot but she made it there and so you know it kind of makes me think like we're so in an american culture we're so consumed with trying to have as much as we can because of fear right like we're not gonna have enough or i won't have it would be like to enjoy before i die and and it's like when you get to a point where death doesn't bother you stuff doesn't bother you people can't bother you right you get that space in your mind then pods or any of these other things like it's just a place to lay your hat Mm -hmm. you know at the end of it but it's like you know they want to get you into this mindset of fear you won't be able to leave you won't have these things and I see it. It's hard not to go there. I also see how it's like we, we re, it's a reminder of how much I have to really focus on changing that mindset. Because if I change that mindset, I don't care what chains you're going to want to hold me in because the one you want is my mind and you can't have it. And uh, and and so, you know, these little pods, then it just becomes a new game like, you know, Mary Poppins or something like, you know, like what kind of game can we have with it? How, what are we going to make fun with it instead of like, oh, my gosh, this is so depressing. Like the song went, uh, freedom is for people that got nothing less, uh, left to lose. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a Janis Joplin song. That's yeah. Right. I that's love right. Janis Joplin. You got to look you got to look at things that way because. These people, if they if they hold things over on you and they're able to control you because of stuff, yeah, um, you have to be have the mindset that you are willing to give up everything, yeah, for your freedom. Just like the founding fathers of the country, that's and the way they, they looked t- at it. I mean, they gave up their houses, right? They, did. they found their they plantations. Did. Like there were so many things that they gave up, and and I think 
and a lot of us don't really know what it's like to give up those things, the comforts of our home, uh, the comforts of, you know, s- small comforts. When, and you look at the military that's fighting, the peoples that are, you know, um, POWs, um, just innocent, just just by bystanding, being in the environment of having to have the effects of natural disasters. I mean, being stripped of all of their things. And yet we're like, we need the newest iPhone or we need the newest uh, Android or the newest something and it's not good enough. And I have to take depression pills because life is so hard. <laughs> and it's like, hold on, hold on. Like, re- like real problems real problems where people can't have access to clean drinking water that's a, that's a that's a bit yeah of, you think that's a bit yeah. of a problem yeah. and so looking at our problems and really seeing like is this a problem or is there a way around it because i tell you what like i told you earlier with like looking at the colors and the focuses in the room um when we're able to see a problem we will go oh my gosh it's like a like a hangnail it's not it's until you're bleeding and it's pulled off you're going to keep going for it but if you see the solution in the same reality and you can put your focus there you'll manifest it you know we just got to get into that habit of doing so yeah and as a human being though you get adjusted to anything you know mm-hmm. if if you didn't have a choice you just adjust it's just a, a natural instinct i think mm-hmm. like they say children from divorced parents they get used to it they adjust mm-hmm. they don't have a choice yeah that- i encourage anybody raise your standards because you are a collective of the people you hang out with mm-hmm. so if you're like you know and if you if you see people are like okay i'm just smoking pot and just watching tv and woe is the world and whatever even if your standards are high you'll start lowering them because you don't want to be um not a burden isn't the right word but like you don't want to cause conflict you're like i just i don't want to make them feel bad i'm just gonna not and then eventually You'll be right there with them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, pick a peer group or have a peer group in your life where you're like, hey, that person, these, this group, this environment, they're doing something different because you'll start raising them. You'll start wanting to meet them. Mm -hmm. And we all need that. We all need to have that person or, you know, that mindset of, of a collective where we can go, hey, I know I'm not doing it. I'm not doing life great. But I want somebody to like walk with me in accountability and go like, hey, when I start thinking like this, you just slap me upside the head and go, uh uh-uh, you know, we're not going down that route because the the, like like what the government is wanting to do with mass um, division, communication problems, hate speech, um, politics and politicians that are just bought off and they're not authentic. We're just seeing how it really does come back to us. Nobody's going to check on my neighbor, but my but me. I'm accountable for that to check on my neighbor and them for their neighbor and so on and so forth. That's where real change starts. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where it starts in the communities and uh, we got to get back to it. But as long as we're stuck, I've I've done it on that topic. I've done a little experiment uh, of my own over the past several weeks is I'm always the one calling people, you know, because I care about people. I care about people that I consider my friends. So I will call them from time to time just to talk to them so I can hear their voice, see how they're doing. And but they never call me. So I just I was I was kicking this idea around the other day. It's like, I wonder if I was to just drop dead in my house, how long I would be there before anybody would notice a couple of months. So I've stopped (laughs) calling people and I've got some people I haven't heard from in several weeks. They haven't called me. And it's like, oh, I wonder how long it'll go. There was one person I stopped calling a couple of years ago and I haven't heard from. (laughs) You know, so it's like I I just. 
you know, I, I have a few friends that we talk on a regular basis, because, and they call me. You know, they say, I had one friend, uh, Jason, that uh, does the late night show with me. He called me the other day, called me just, hey, Becca, I just thought I'd call you, see how you're doing. I said, well, thank you. You know, and that's why I call people. I, let, I call them to let them know I care about them. But that whole sense of community, people are so wrapped up in stuff, they just, I don't know. I think they, you're totally right. You are so right. And it's a good reminder, I think, for anybody listening that... Uh, to check in with yourself and and to go like who am I who am I not avoiding or even or even what relationships are toxic that I need to cut off you know because they're feeding me this fear they're feeding me this hopelessness and I need to put a boundary up that I'm not going to engage in uh, this type of talk or this type of way of thinking or actions I'm just not going to do it and also doing it in a way that's like I still care about you, but I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think the same for for me. Uh, having people call in and, and check on me. I mean, I'm constantly just like doing my own little things because I'm trying to better myself. Because I don't have a peer group that is really close to me. That's like, um, let me do these things with you and raise that standard. You know, to like the next level. And uh, so sometimes I have to get myself motivated, you know, and I, I, I laugh because I, I think my little dogs, you know, I'm like, yeah, we're going to, you know, like, we're, we're going to have a good day today, you know. And so like now in the mornings they get like I get up and they're like, we're going to eat, we're going to have fun. I'm like, no, no, I'm just using the restroom. So now they're so they're so pre-conditioned uh, that like they're like yeah we're getting up for the day and I'm Tell like oh me we're gosh. out of time <laughs> see how easily people can get conditioned yeah. <laughs> even a dog Tell me thanks for coming in with us today yes yeah, it's, it was it's, fun it's been so much fun I hope it's it's kind of made people uh, think about um, how they can improve the way they feel don't live in fear yeah you know yeah um Think about other people. You know, some people got to work on their on their sense of empathy. And it's like they get so focused on the crap that they're going through on a daily basis, they forget about everybody around them. They do. And, and you know, you've got to take a moment to think, oh, I wonder how that person's feeling today. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that person would like for me to give them a quick call, see how they're doing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so uh, everybody, uh, I would like to ask you whatever platform you're watching us on, make sure you follow, like, share. If you're watching us on Rumble, subscribe. click on that subscribe <laughs> down there at the bottom below the chat there. Uh, we love to hear your comments and suggestions. I've been getting some of those in email. I've even get in, been getting some messages from the radio station, people contacting me. And I, I, I love hearing from you all. So send us your questions and comments to Becca, B-E-C-C-A at Freedom speaknm.com check out our website freedomspeaknm.com and you can listen to replays there and also download the show notes for the show there's a lot of stuff we didn't get to that was in there again yeah again (laughs) you can download the podcast at SoundCloud Spotify Stitcher and Apple iTunes and remember freedom is essential to everyone liberty and freedom are rights not privileges divided we're weak together we're strong it's time for us all to stand up open your eyes reject division Tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda hate and sadness and all this other crap that they're trying to push on you. Hell no, we won't comply. We We are are the the resistance. resistance.